Hey guys, welcome to Goat 101. Today we're going to find out if it's okay for Mikey to smoke weed. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to GOAT 101. Uh, this is just the time for you guys to get to see some of the questions that our kids are asking here at GOAT and how we try to answer them in a biblical way. So my name is Ryan. Today we've got Mikey and Cam here, and Mikey's got our questions. So Mikey, why don't you go ahead and let us know what we got today. So my question is, why is weed illegal? Why is weed illegal? Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Why are you asking? That was for a good reason. All right, all right. So I'm guessing that this question is rooted in a little more some maybe practical experience from your mm -hmm. background is that is that yeah i i guess i could say that mm -hmm. what, so what, what does that mean i mean do you do you has this affected people you know or yeah you or you know so a lot of so a lot of my friends like do drugs or you know smoke weed mm -hmm. and then a lot of their parents do it too and what i'm seeing in most cases is like my friends most of my friends don't even know their dad because they've been arrested for drug use or drug dispute drug distributing and i think i have like really really six good friends and at least five of them five of their dads are incarcerated and they don't even know them because of drug related charges wow. so and every every year i heard like some some people i know are going to jail for drug related charges even just like by association yeah you know they didn't even know people were doing it and they were just caught up in it with them or something yeah. And, yeah and if you actually look at the statistics there um so from my perspective I grew up um, in, a, a, in a pretty affluent home. I went to a private school where most of the people that I went to school with were majority culture people and at, from affluent families. That explains a lot. And so, <laughs> come on, guys. So, so honestly, I didn't really have that same experience. I um, only had a few friends who didn't know their fathers. Um, I had a few friends whose you know parents maybe weren't together anymore, but they knew yeah. both of their parents mm -hmm. and knew very few friends whose parents were in jail or in jail for drug-related offenses. And if you look at the statistics, um, back in 2001, um, if you were to ask what was the, what's the drug use among white populations and mm -hmm. black populations, it was about 9% among the black populations, 10% among white populations. So a little bit more within white. Um, and for every 100,000 white people, um, there were about 190 incarcerated. Mm -hmm. But then if you looked at the black populations, for every 100,000 people, there were about 500 um, being incarcerated. So even though white people or the white population were, smoke, were doing more drugs, it affected the black population more. From a criminalization standpoint. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at statistics from 2010, um, it's still almost the same, right? So about 12% of people from the white population said they smoked weed within the last year, and about 14% from the black population said we've smoked weed within the last year. If you look at it, about the exact same among the white population, per 100,000 people, about 190 people are getting locked up for it. Yeah. Within the black population, the number actually increased. For every 100,000 people, there's about 760 who are being incarcerated. And it's, wow. so what we're seeing is that um, the criminalization of drug use has had an unequitable, unfair um, consequence among black populations and white populations. And even if you look at income levels, um, it's still unequal. So even yeah. you know among those who are in higher class, middle class, or lower class financial socioeconomic brackets, um, it's still unequitable how many black folks are getting locked up for the exact same thing. As white and folks. that's something that was surprising even to me, you know, yeah. as we were kind of doing our research about this question, 
I always was under the assumption, which a lot of people are, that, that you know, the black population is more incarcerated for this unequitably because of being in a lower income. But it, mm -hmm. um, and we'll link it in the, the um, description of the video. But there's uh, research that shows, you know, as you get into those lower incomes, it actually kind of evens out. And so it's actually in the higher incomes, income brackets where the black population is incarcerated even more heavily. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think within the, wise. if you're in the like eighty to hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollar family income range, which would be a higher um, socioeconomic bracket, it is you are almost eight times more likely Whoa. to be um, criminalized if you're black as opposed to if you're white. And so, yeah, I mean, so it, so for your experience, that reflects that. You know, mm -hmm. five out of your six closest friends don't know who their dads are because they've been incarcerated. And for me, like, I can't say the same thing. That's a reflection on how the criminal justice system has unequitably affected different people within our country. That's a good question, though. Yeah. I thought it was a good question, you know. Decent question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but for real, do you are you asking because you're saying, hey, I would like to go smoke a little weed and I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> for it, or are you asking because of like a larger question within the criminalization of weed? I mean, I think I think it's like a larger question because like odds are I'm probably not gonna get caught if I like smoke weed. Mm -hmm. So that's not really like my question. I want to know like why the larger picture of it, like yeah. why it's illegal. Yeah, that's good. No, that is a good point. So I, I think you can kind of split the question into two parts. One, um, the, there's the morality of smoking weed, and then there's the criminalization of it. So the first question is, is it okay? Is it good? Is it helpful for me mm -hmm. to smoke weed? The second part is, should I go to jail for it if I yeah. do? Um, so is it helpful? Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's helpful. Yeah, so the first part, morality of it. The scripture speaks to being sober in a, in a few different ways. Um, it oftentimes says be sober-minded, um, and oftentimes it explicitly says don't get drunk, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea behind not getting drunk is because when you're drunk, you're intoxicated. When you're intoxicated, your brain isn't functioning the way God designed your brain to function, and so you can't think well about what's true and what's not true. Um, and inhibits your decision-making as well. It, yeah, exactly, because I'm going to make decisions so based on truth, um, and, mm -hmm. and I'm also going to make decisions based on untruth, right? So the reason we believe that people live lives um, in, in a way that doesn't honor God, in a way that doesn't allow them to flourish as a human being, is because they're actually their behavior is being dictated by, by what we would say is untruth, things yeah. that aren't true. Um, and so, therefore, if I'm going to live the way God designed me to live, if I'm going to honor God with my life, and, and really if I'm going to flourish as a human being, by functioning according to my design, then I, my behavior should be dictated by truth, right? Mm -hmm. Which means that's going to start with the way that I think. Me thinking well about life is going to result in me living life the way I was designed to live yeah. it. And so I would say um, if you're getting intoxicated in, in any way, whether that's drunk or high, mm -hmm. that's inhibiting your ability to think well about the way God designed you to live and your ability to live. So it's never okay to get drunk or high. Yeah, I would say it's never okay to get drunk or high. Um, as a believer, as someone who's pursuing, you know, growing closer to the Lord, then yeah, that's not yeah. something that's helping you mm -hmm. achieve that. And, and that kind of goes like, I think you can ask these questions of, well, what if you just get a little bit buzzed or what if you just get a little <laughs> bit high? And I would say to those things, um, it, I think sometimes we think about life as like a, a grid with boundaries yeah. or along the edges. And we think, how close can I get to the to the ends, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and when really we should be thinking of life as a bullseye, how close can I get to the mm -hmm. center? And if yeah. I think I'm asking that question, how, how can I most 
flourish the way God designed me? I would say it's not by being intoxicated because he didn't design our brains to be intoxicated. He designed our brains to function a certain way so we can mm -hmm. flourish. So I would say don't, talk, don't get intoxicated. So from a moral perspective, if we're trying to, uh, to live as believers and to live pursuing the Lord and growing closer to him, smoking weed, being drunk, any of those things, being intoxicated is, is what we're saying is not going to help us yeah. get that. It's not going to um, help us hit that bullseye. It's not going to help us get, become closer, grow closer mm -hmm. to the Lord. Um, and it, it even becomes, you know, a bit of an idol. Yeah. Uh, instead of pursuing him, pursuing, you know, that high of, of this chemical or whatever it is that's, you know, mm -hmm. that you're looking to instead. Yeah. So, okay, so I guess to the second point of that question. So, yeah, so then, beyond the morality issue. Yeah, like the larger... Um, criminalization issue, I would say that the criminalization uh, dilemma, you could mm -hmm. say, was born out of um, really like a moral stance on yeah. uh, drug use, right? So um, during the Nixon administration, they declared a war on drugs. Mm -hmm. And um, the idea, I think, to the public was, well, drugs are bad, people shouldn't do drugs, so we should keep people from using yeah. drugs. So initially well-intentioned. Yeah, yeah, well, some would say no, but yeah. Without getting into politics. Right, exactly, yeah. So uh, originally you can have this well-intentioned thought, um, drugs are bad, they're not good for human flourishing, mm -hmm. so therefore we should create laws which deter people from using those yeah. drugs. That was the, the idea behind it. That didn't really work well, mm -hmm. and so then, even starting like the Reagan administration, carried out all through the 90s, um, we had these mandatory minimum sentencing, which was essentially saying, uh, just criminalizing it isn't enough, we need to create harsher punishments yeah. for drug offenders, and then that will finally deter people from using drugs. And what we found is that neither worked. Mm -hmm. Criminalizing drugs didn't deter people from um, drug use. It actually uh, like didn't affect that. They, yeah. they were interviewing people in prison um, who were suffering like these really, really long sentences because of mandatory minimums, and they were asking, like, well, didn't you factor this in? And those people had no idea yeah. the sentencing no, that they were going to face. Nobody thinks that you're going to get caught smoking weed or doing anything like that. Right. And secondly, no one knows how long you go to jail for it. Like, of course, everybody knows, like, if you have more of the weed, more of your sentence, but nobody thinks you go for go to jail for years and years and years, and those things are going to get caught, so... Yeah, yeah, so it really wasn't actually deterring people from yeah. using drugs. And, and if, I, if I try and think about this from uh, a biblical perspective, well, what actually helps, you know, deter people from drug use, then I have to ask, well, why are people using drugs to begin with? Um, we would say any time that you want to be intoxicated mm -hmm. means that you're, you don't, you enjoy an intoxicated reality more yeah. so than a sober reality. So an escape from something. Exactly. Yes. An yeah. escape. Even if that's temporary, some people literally only want to exist high or drunk. We would call those people alcoholics or, um, drug addicts. Um, and, and for a lot of reasons, they are fighting for this intoxicated state all the time. Some people, they just want to break from reality, right? Yeah. So they're like, I'm just going to go on a two-hour vacation, smoke a little weed, mm -hmm. and have you know a, a break from the reality of life. Both things are desiring an intoxicated reality over a sober reality, and I yeah. would say the only reason you do that is if you don't really understand what's going on in the sober reality. Mm -hmm. So we believe that the scriptures offer us hope no matter what reality is that you're walking in, whether the circumstances are good or whether the circumstances are bad. Mm -hmm. We believe that the ultimate reality, the things that are seen and unseen, are extremely hopeful because God is offering us an eternal relationship with him um, 
to live with him and flourish forever. And he's inviting us on a really, really important mission to spread that good news to the whole world. Mm -hmm. And so if that's my understanding of reality, then why in the world would I ever want to be intoxicated yeah. so that I can't actually understand what it is that God is doing in the world around me and how God wants to use me to that end. Yeah. And so I would say that, um, you know, fleeing from that is just a desire to get away from the reality of things. And so how do you keep people from um, using drugs? Well, I would say give them the hope of the reality that they're yeah. trying to escape from rather than just trying yep. to deter them from being toxic. Because people put their hope in the fact that this will help them escape from reality. Right. But if you give them hope in reality, there's no reason for them to escape from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's good. So I think if we step back a little bit, I think to answer, to actually answer your question, which Cam isn't always good at, getting, <laughs> landing the plane and answering the question, um, I think what we're, got, what we're kind of saying is that, you know, from a morality um, point of view, you know, as believers, smoking weed is, is something that, that does intoxicate you and so is, you know, not acceptable. It's not something that we need to be doing to, to grow closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But then, if, you know, looking at it, it's a two-pronged issue, looking at it from a legal perspective, it really shouldn't be criminalized as as it is, you know, if you compare it to what the effects alcohol has on society yeah. being being legal, you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. So, you know, I think our, our answer would be that that, you know, you say like, can I smoke weed? You know, I think no, you can't because it's illegal, but I don't think it should be illegal. Um, I think it should be legalized, but I also, you know, as a believer, think that were it legalized, I don't think it's helpful yeah. uh, or beneficial as a believer as someone pursuing the Lord. Yeah, and I think also. What you're trying to say is that it's not a good deterrent to illegalize it because people don't think about it when they're doing it. Exactly. And like it's just it's just adding to the number of the black people of black people being incarcerated due to drug related offenses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. No, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked it. Yeah. So if you're wondering what this is, uh, GOAT 101, like I said before, is uh, an opportunity for us to kind of share with you guys some of the questions that our kids are answering and how we try to answer them day in day out in a biblical way. Uh, this is being filmed here at the Mountain Goat Indoor Rock Climbing Gym, which is a part of GOAT, which is a nonprofit ministry in South Carolina that stands for Great Outdoor Adventure Trips. We provide uh, outdoor trips, mentoring, and jobs for at-risk students in Greenville and all over the state of South Carolina. So thanks for watching. If you want to know more about us, you can find out more on our website. That's GOATtrips.org. Yes, I know there's two T's. It keeps me up at night. <laughs> um, you can find us everywhere else. Your social media needs are met. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Twitter, Snapchat. We have a Twitter? We have a Twitter. I yeah, did not dude. Know that. Come on. <laughs>